0: Guys, welcome back to the Drew Hennessy Let's Talk podcast, episode 14. So, there's a bit of a change of plan during the week uh, with episode 14. I had a guest uh, planned to be on, but uh, with having to go into quarantine, uh, we had to postpone it. So, last minute, uh, I uh, tapped up my good friend, Dahio Quinn. Uh, We had said we were going to do part two. And I dropped him a quick message at like 9 o'clock last night going, what are you doing at 12 o'clock tomorrow? And he said, nothing. I said, right. Do you want to come and do part two? And he said, yes. So he is here. So what we spoke about on today's podcast was uh, Dahi's battle with mental health, his daily battle with mental health and being bipolar. And we also spoke about going from the physical therapy clinic to helping displaced people return to their homes in northern Iraq after their fight with ISIS. Get your pop going out and enjoy the episode. <music> Dahi, Drew, you are back. I am back. Did you think you'd be back this soon?
1: I didn't think I'd be back this soon, <laughs> but... Didn't
0: think you'd be a back. Here I am. I'm only here for the coffee and the chocolate. Oh, we've just had a few chocolate bars. Um, so, yeah, as I said in the intro, I, uh, I had a guest plan for today, but unfortunately they had to quarantine. So, um, I was thinking I would get a guest on, and I was like, Do you know what, people have been asking, um, myself and Dahi, for a part two. The Dahi was on on episode... Five, which is nine weeks ago, because this is episode fourteen. Wow, nine, nine weeks, weeks, ago. weeks ago. Yeah, we wow. were in the we were in the height of. No, we weren't. Yeah, were we? would have been the. Uh, we were in. Coming towards the some end. Some kind of, of COVID. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying on the height of COVID because you were here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bit of a sneaker around there, so yeah. yeah. No, but we are social distancing, aren't we? Yeah. Well, stay away from me. I mean, be social <laughs> we are, distancing. We, we are yeah. all too weird, <laughs> and we're not. We're not wearing masks. No. Have no, you worn one of them yet? I have. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I kind of. Fucking awful. Man. Yeah, but I mean, look. Here's the thing. You want to stay safe. Oh stay, yeah. Stay, oh yeah. Stay yeah, safe. yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I was at, um, I was at a funeral for a biker, um. In the height of COVID, now mm. again, you kind of go, what are you doing at a funeral? <laughs> you we were all, we all had a mask, we all had our helmets on, we were all social distancing, and this poor guy uh, lost his life. But I had a, a fellow biker came, came up to me over my shoulder and it's just like, COVID, what a load of shit, you know, this is, it's not real. Oh, man. And I'm like, you tell that to my auntie who died oh, you're last week. Me, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and they went, what? And I went, that's how real COVID is. I lost mm. my auntie. And, and you're
0: saying it's not... It's- but how can something be made up like that? No.
1: And she. But there's more, more gr- and more stuff coming out. A hundred percent. I mean, you just gotta be smart. Otherwise we're all going back into lockdown. Yeah. So use your heads, people. So yeah, I, I go into shops and I wear me mask.
0: Do yes. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. I'm,
1: I'm casing out the place.
0: I'm not there yet. I'm not. Uh, I wore a mask twice. I was in when was it? I was in It was in getting that injection into my shoulder six, seven weeks ago yeah. and I had to wear one and I thought I was only gonna be in and out of it was in Kappa. Mm. And I was like, well, I'm going to be in and out here in 20, 20 minutes, half an hour. Yeah. Four and a half hours later, I'm still lying on the bed and the outpatients were going, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm, I'm. What's the story? And they're like, oh, we're very, very busy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, but I had to have one on the whole time and I was like itching and scratching. And, yeah. No, and then I had one in the barber's the other day for the first time, or for, for, for the half an hour. But uh, they don't do... Um, Barbers don't cut beards beards anymore. No, you've got a no. tremendous beard. I know if the you beard. know, dies a beard. Yeah, the beard is the beard is coming yeah, back. I'm but gonna but go full
1: beard again. But they to ca- go long.
0: Are they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are they? Are you? But they yeah they can not because I normally get an out <laughs> Yeah. Uh, little trim on the beard, and he said no, we can't cut them. Yeah, said, there's a lot of hard there's hard there. a lot of people coming in with beards who like getting groomed. Yeah. And like go mad. They're like what yeah, the yeah. fucking like. Yeah. Yeah, well, you've got a mask on. Hundred percent. Well, nope. see, what
1: I do is I hold a mask with my hand over my nose and mouth, and they just trim the sides. Oh, yeah, I cheat a little. Oh, but well, I still have my mouth and, and nose covered, <laughs> and I kind of look at them kind of angrily. <laughs> and in fairness, it's my friends, uh, okay. my friends barbers,
0: and, he, and they don't really have to really do it in with cookie. your head, though, do they?
1: Well, no, no. <laughs> polish it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what they do is they just get out the boot polish, <laughs> a bit of sandpaper. It's the joys of being old. Guy's bald. Yeah, yeah. Are you him. bald
0: or did you say Would you uh, would you grow hair? You used to have long hair, didn't you? Yeah, I used
1: to, When I was a kid, yeah. I had long, blonde, wavy hair down to my <laughs> ass. Yeah. And I was in like a, a punk rock hardcore band back in the day. And, and, and we were pretty big in the mm. Dublin scene. Um, back in the late 80s, early 90s. And yeah, I had massive long mm. hair. But I, I just I started to fall out, I'd say, when I was about 21. I didn't notice it. But then when it became noticeable, I'm like,
0: Get it off. fuck that. Shave it off.
1: Get it off. and And I cut it <laughs> short into one of them stupid weird boy band-looking haircuts, right?
0: Not like mine, though, no. No, no, no. (laughs) Yours is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Not that bad. But I I did
1: this a week before filming a documentary for the Discovery Channel. About Brian Brew, where I played Brian Brew, and this really, yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you
0: never surprise me, no, know. yeah. yeah. And you'll, you'll get that on YouTube, so and I do know who Brian Brew is, yeah, well, just there in you case you're There me. you go, I like that, yeah. <laughs> Did me the, homework the before the high this king thought. of <laughs> Ireland,
1: who, who bet the Viking, but that he didn't really this is
0: sound like McGregor there, a the high king of Ireland, <laughs> yeah, like, come on. yeah,
1: so uh. Yeah, I, I turned up to do the filming because they had seen my pictures of long blonde hair and I just, I went bananas and went, I'll cut that off. So uh, they were like, oh, are you, Dottie? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're supposed to have long blonde hair. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, not anymore. Oh, what's that? And at the time it was shaved over my ears and kind of long fringe. And that's a style of a traditional Irish haircut called a glib that was banned by the English. It's a tribal haircut. And um, he started, yeah, he started, <laughs> yeah. I oh, know, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh. but it, it, was a, it was a glib. The other guys had long hair, and and, and it's uh, yeah, I, okay. I, I did it with a glib. You can get that. Um, that program is on YouTube, really? Send me yeah. the link later. Have no, a look yeah. um, so, <laughs> yeah.
0: so we've just been talking about a few different random things there So for people who are obviously didn't listen to the podcast nine weeks ago uh, For some of the new listeners I would recommend you don't have to go back and listen before you listen to this one But just give some of the listeners a bit of a an overview Who Dahi O'Quinn is
1: well, I'm a horrible human being. No <laughs> he's not, um, he's I've man. I've lived a couple of lifetimes in, in fairness. Um yes, at the at the minute I'm a physical therapist. I run life of physical therapy. Hmm. I work on anybody and everybody who has pain from professional athletes to Disabled children, young and old, and anybody in the middle, UFC guys, professional uh, motorbike racers, uh, all professional fighters, anybody, anybody that has pain. I'm just so interested in the human body. Mm. I've been able to work with people who have become world champions with me on the team. So,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, I'm very lucky that way. That's kind of what I do. I've been involved in martial arts. For as long as I can remember, um, started off. How did
0: with, you get into the physical therapist? I've, I've actually never asked you this either. How did you How did you think? Okay, I want to be a physical therapist. Or I kind
1: of, I kind of never knew. I'll, I'll give you the old spooky yeah. story. So when I was a kid, my my uh, my Brace nana, yourself. yeah, my, my <laughs> nana, um, she was my godmother as well. A long weird childish story, but she was my godmother. And your gran- your me, na- me, nanny, yeah, okay. me nanny was my godmother because okay. there was all kind of madness <laughs> <Right>. happening <laughs> back, and we can go into that yeah, later. Yeah, on. okay. There's all kind of horrible <laughs> shit going on right. back back then, and me granny mm. was a bit kind of witchy, you know, read tea leaves and all the kind. Of, what do you believe it or not, whatever. But she was just, she was just a cool, cool, cool yeah. woman. And um, my hands are always warm, unless I'm very ill. My hands are freezing, but they're always warm. And she'd okay. always tell me, "You're gonna do something with your hands. You're gonna I'll do something." Warm, always, yeah. constantly, and I'd be like okay give me the posh biscuits <laughs> and give me some of that really cheap kind of lemonade so yeah, yeah. but anyway y- years later um and my wife at the time had blown her back she had lost her her mother and then she'd blown her back she was a, a an engineer for Canon and she had done l4 l5s1 Ooh. completely destroyed her back and this is where I started to learn about the body now I was always interested through martial arts and, and combat sports and all this I, I always knew bits and pieces and I kind of seemed to have this knack being able to put my hands on somebody and, and locating pain and, and doing little bits
0: with it right? or causing pain or causing pain <laughs> was, Yeah, give me you gotta take it away I'm gonna, and avoid, I'm voice, gonna make you so I'm gonna fix you then I'm gonna fix you that was when I had
1: my own MMA school but um <laughs> So she was going to see chiropractors and all these kind of people, and there's loads and loads of good practitioners out there. So don't don't get me wrong; I'm not yeah. going to diss any 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 uh, practitioner or whatever. Yeah, yet. yeah. Um, and I got out to see a friend of mine who I, I had met through martial arts. A guy called uh, Austin Bradshaw, and he's like a oh, six, yeah. six degree in karate. He's just a wonderful human yeah. being and a lovely man. And, and I just look up to him. He's my guru for for my. He my got a guru. mention on the last podcast because yeah.
0: Vinny. I was speaking about you on the yeah, last yeah, one, yeah. and then I was like. Did you go to Vinny? Or did you go to die? Yeah. And he said, No, you were away. Yeah. And he got sent to Austin. It's to fucking class. Uh, but Austin didn't you tell right. me that? Obviously, I think clients come up to you from far, but didn't you say like clients come from abroad to see this guy? Yeah, um, uh, Sweden, he, yeah, or somewhere you have to people, people like, flying in from Sweden mental. and all over the
1: place. Again, I mean, look, what we do, yeah. ben, is fairly simple fundamentals. Mm. Well, it, I think it's a duty of care, yeah, and I think you know when when I get a client in, um, the most important person is them. Mm, They're right. in pain, and it's my job to do everything I can to fix that pain. So and and that's that's kind of our premise. That's what we, that's what yeah. we do. But um, anyway, I, I bring I bring Jackie to um, to Austin. She eventually came. Yeah. And uh, was, he got great results. A uh, couple of sessions, amazing results. And then he said, um, because at the time I, I wasn't working, I was struggling mentally and very angry with the world and, and, and all this mm. kind of mad mad shit that was going on. He said to me, "Look, do- I, I'm going to show you some stuff." Oh, yeah. And it's going to help you and save you a few quid. And this is how good this guy is. Cool. And um, and see how you get on. I'm like, all right. So he showed me. I, I mean, in the snap of a finger, I picked it up and he, I did amazing stuff with Jackie. Yeah, yeah. Got it, got it right. And uh, he just said to me, "Wow, you seem to have a knack it's for this, yeah, you know." Yeah. And uh, and through him, he got me onto. Got me out to schooling, and and I'm highly dyslexic, so I have a problem with, with, with reading and writing and all that kind of mm. weird, weird crap, you know. Numbers I, I can't do. So anyway, I I went to I went to college at the NSRT, and uh, we did our basic our basic course, and uh, I yeah I kind of flew through the exams, and I kind of when when uh, when I was doing the exams, they had a lecturer would sit beside me, ask me the question explain what the question is, i give them my answer, they'd write the answer down. they have to write down. Yeah, so I I kind of, I, kinda, great, I, yeah, I, I yeah. flew through, it was great, and yeah. it was a good way of getting me through, so I mean, all colleges and schools should have that option for Big people time, who are dyslexic. Yeah. Um, so it really, really helped me out, because that's the bit I worry about, is yeah. that. Yeah. The hands-on stuff, I mean, boom, easy, no yeah. problem, I, I, I just really seem to pick it up, so mm. that's where I got on to that, and, and, and it just kind of grew from there, I just... Any kind of course that I would see, I would jump on and i would try to learn more. And every day for me is a school day. Yeah. So any client that comes into me, I'm learning from them. Yeah. You know, and I try to teach them what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And if there's something I don't know, I'll learn it or I'll pass them on to somebody who does know. I mean, mm. again, it's duty of care. I want to make sure yeah. they're all right.
0: Very good, very good. So and then you're you're back, obviously you're back working the last while you're back helping people out I'm
1: back helping people out the last while I know a lot of people are messaging me I mean I think (laughs) I counted the other day I had in the space of an hour I had 34 messages so there's a lot of people I just don't have the time to get back to and I would say this to all uh, uh, anybody if you can't get me you gotta harass me (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 you have to. I you know I this. Know. You oh, know how bad know. it is yeah, to get yeah. me. You know. Um, and like I was it, amazed I got a reply last night. I was, yeah. I was like, why am I even texting? Goes, but maybe because and I, I did an audio, and I was like, maybe he might listen to the audio quicker than he might read the text. I
1: actually had the phone in my hand, and my phone is always on silent. And I had the phone in my hand because in my log cabin that my friends had built for me out the country and in the woods. Yeah. Um, one of my friends from the motorbikes came up, and I worked on him. And he fixed the locks on the front and back door. It's like so old it, school Barter, yeah, Barter system Barter, and, Barter, and I yeah. love that, you know. So it's a, it's an exchange of skills, which is which is wonderful. So I love that. And I actually had the phone in my hand. And boom. So yeah, yeah. If he
0: hadn't, he definitely wouldn't get it. No,
1: there. no, no, no. It was meant to be the gods had the going gods, with no, me and this and way.
0: It was oh, I I think it was only when I was I was on Instagram before that and a senior up at the hill of Tara. Oh, I was up the hill, yeah. Up at the hill of Tara, And I was like, oh I don't want to interrupt. But it was a couple of hours previous. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. day. Yeah. What was your, were you up in the hill of Tara for?
1: The the hill of Tara is is it's like my church. I wouldn't yeah. be a religious person, but I mm. would be very very spiritual. Um, and I'm very into my own culture. I'm very into, I'm very into everybody's culture, but I really think, um. I like to express myself through ancient Irish culture and Gaelic culture and, and, and I love history and all that kind of stuff. So the Hill of Tara, if people don't know about it, it's in, it's in County Mead and it's the ancient seat of the High Kings of Ireland. It's a magical, magical place. Like up the road from there is... is the Hillis Lane, then you've got New Grange, mm. and Doubt, you've got the River Boyne, you've got all these wonderful things. Um, you've got the Hill of the Ward up the road where Sound was born. They used to have the forced Halloween sacrifices and all of that kind of stuff. So it's a magical, magical place. So I go up there for a little bit of solace. So I take some time out, or ground myself, take the shoes and socks off and uh, nice. I'm an old school pagan. Have a word with the old gods, a little bit of guidance, and ask forgiveness for all the stupid shit I've done <laughs> the past day or the past week, or all the people I've I've hurt emotionally or physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only in the last day, but uh, you know, since since I've been walking the planet. So yeah. that, that's that's my
0: little gig, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 nice. I was actually I was up there. A while ago, but I wouldn't be I was like, What are all these mounds and hills? Yeah. And I'm a was even worse than me. She was like, What are they? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, didn't listen well, to history. N- yeah, well look, come with me yeah. and, I'll, and yeah. I'll I'll explain, I'll explain yeah. everything It'll every everything
1: to you, you know. There's no problem.
0: Um so how have you been mentally since we spoke last? Because we, we spoke in the podcast that we both suffer and this is not something that it's like, Oh shit, you know what? We we this is a, a big part of this podcast is speaking about People having bad days, bad weeks, bad months. I've spoken about days. I've had bad. And a lot of the feedback from people is like, right, well, if this guy or these people can talk about this, I might be able to open up. And that's the big thing that that we're doing. So i and like, I've had people speaking to me online and in person the last few weeks. And I'm asking questions that I'm like, oh, these are awkward questions, but they're the important questions. Like I asked the guy today, how are you feeling mentally? And he was like, what the fuck? And I was like, look, I said, going. Don't have to tell me, but yeah. I said not many people are gonna ask you that. Yeah, yeah percent. How are you? I'm grand. Yeah you're not grand. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's like how are you feeling in your own head, but yeah. how have you been? Um it, it, it's
1: a kind of a weird one. So yeah. I mean, as as we know, me and you know each other and, and anybody out there that's listen knows me knows I, I struggle quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um I've I'm bipolar and I've, uh personality disorders and all these other kind of mm. weird things. A bipolar disorder they reckon is like a genetic kind of thing. And a personality disorder yeah, yeah. is from trauma as a childhood. <coughs> uh, sorry, as a child in childhood. Yeah. Um so I suffer with them quite a lot. Um I, I, oh man, it was a it was a massive struggle. I mean really yeah. massive struggle. I would have had more bad days than good days. Um where where I'm living now, uh, I'm I'm able to hide away where mm. if I want to do damage to myself I can. Mm. And I can do it with nobody around. Do you think and that's a good to, thing? For me, yeah, because yeah. I know I know me and I know yeah. my illness. Yeah. So I take myself completely out of the loop. Yeah. Not only do we do that for me? I also do it for other people around me because as, as a young guy, I was very angry. I had to get anger management uh, courses and all oh, this okay. kind of stuff because I was fighting with the world. And um, I don't want to get angry. Uh, with people that are people close to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anybody. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, anybody. Yeah. I mean, you know yourself. Mm. If you love somebody and, uh, and they're there, you're going to just fucking take gonna, it out with them. They don't deserve yeah. that because your loved ones are just going to love you and make sure you're okay. And I've made all these mistakes in the past where people who I love, I've just went bananas at. Um, and uh, look, I'm very open about that. And I put my hand up to them, mistakes, punching holes in walls and ripping doors off and screaming and shouting and, and just being being an arsehole. Mm-hmm. But these people have helped me. Mm. Um, I mean, the the friends the the people close to me um my wife at the time mm. girlfriends partners everybody everybody has really gone out of the way to help me and it's, they've made me a better person mm. so when I'm feeling bad it feels like I've I've been bad for 40 50 years right <laughs> and when I'm can. feeling good I go oh my god thank god I'm, I'm kind of coming out of this now and I'm and I'm and I'm, and I'm feeling all right, and then boom, it hits you again. So with the whole the whole COVID thing, I loved the lockdown to a degree because mm. my anxiety was an all-time low. I didn't have to deal with anybody. Um, if I needed some space, I was in my own space. No was coming But Yeah, you. but I mean, social distancing, I put on the, the motorbike helmet, cover up and go for a spin. Oh, yeah. Uh, and come back. Um, I did some volunteering work, delivering um, prescriptions for the elderly and stuff like that. Yep. So we did that to get out, and that that really helped me. But, you know, when I'm that low, the first thing I want to do is get off this rock. Let me off. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm done. I, I'm done. It hurts to breathe. Mm. It hurts to blink. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. magic roundabout's going too fast. I need a fucking timeout. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, the yeah. timeout I choose to have, I'm gone. Yeah, I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah, You know, and I, I've I've had attempted suicides, mm. you know, a few times, you know, with, with all kinds of things, ropes around the neck and pills and alcohol and, you know, and the, there's a shotgun involved at one stage. So I've, I've had that. Yeah. And, and I fight against that every day. Every fucking day I fight against that shit, you know, and it's tough. Yeah. But I'm also blessed to have people that yeah. love me. And if I see a tiny little glimmer of hope at any part of the day, I cling onto that. Mm. I hold that. And I go, I'll be okay. Because every morning I get out of my bed, if I manage to get into it, is a new day. Is a new yeah. yeah. And yeah, look, I'm not being uh, yeah. uh, all <laughs> religious, but yeah, you were yeah. born every time the sun rises, you were born with that sun. Mm. And when the moon comes up, that's the nighttime. You reflect. Yeah. You know? And for me, that's how I get through it. Um, People couldn't train, I, could, I couldn't I could train. I was doing yeah. some shit at home, but it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't give me the same thing, you know. As yeah. much as I love being, my, being by myself, yeah. I'm a very social creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a very huggy person, yeah, yeah. as we know. Yeah, I am yeah. clap hands and hug, male, yeah. female, kids, it's just it's great. Yeah. I love that, and, and that was taken away from me, and I suffered because of that. Mm. So and then again, I mean, if I'm not medicated, it's worse. Because okay. I'm, I'm medicated quite yeah. a bit. So if I miss medication, I start to flicker. And the flicker can turn into anxiety or anger. And that's why I'm better off. I just need to... Yeah, yeah. Time out. Yeah, so people who know me now, yeah. they know, okay, he's gone missing. Yeah, he's away. So he's sorting himself out. Yeah. <clears throat> but what we'll do is we'll send him a message. So Even if he doesn't answer, yeah. send him a message go, how are you getting on, bro? And yeah. I see that message, I'm like, somebody loves me. Because that moment in time, Nobody loves me. I'm a burden. I'm yeah, a burden. Yeah,
0: that's what people think, don't they? They yeah. feel yeah, that. Yeah, and
1: that's that's the thing. Um, but I find the scariest thing is if I feel nothing. We talked about this yeah, in the last I did, podcast. Actually, yeah. I think that's the most dangerous is when you feel nothing that's that's when you're gone. Yeah, you're in trouble, So yeah. it's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel sad. Yeah, yeah. It's okay to feel anguish. It's okay to feel all these horrible things because you're feeling them. Yeah, but once you feel that horrible shit, it's going to turn around for you. It's going to come back. You, Do you know why? Can, you can't have the loved.
0: good days, but at the bad days. Well, I mean, head, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's yin and yang. And yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: night and day. You know, yeah. it, 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 that's it. And, and the most important thing is, you're loved. You're loved. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, even if you think you're not you're loved and I said the last podcast I mean um, I'm always there for anybody who needs anything yeah if you're struggling man drop me a message I would be there and happy Yeah. but it's only when you're at your lowest you can't reach out
0: yeah yeah I think we spoke about that the yeah. last time that you won't hear someone saying that they're in a bad place at the moment. They'll say that they've been struggling when they come out of yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah, yeah. would you? Um, I wanted to kind of speak about a little bit on. Um, I've I have i have spoken about and I'll speak about it again about therapists and whatever you want to call mm. them, psychologists, counselors, therapists. You know, have you been to all them? All of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've yeah. been to all of them. I yeah. mean, uh,
1: there was one stage when I was a kid, and there was. There was talk of, you know, putting me in the garment and all this kind of stuff. Just oh, yeah. All that stupid shit. But um, I started to see counsellors. True, I didn't know what was going on. So it was more anger. I was very angry at the world. Uh, I would never take it out on anybody other than somebody who was bullying somebody else because <laughs> I was bullied as a kid yeah. from everybody. And I couldn't stand up for myself. But when I was out in the street, I could stand up for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and when you do that then, people think you're... Fucking head case. <laughs> that's a madman. He's he's not afraid of anything. I'm afraid of everything.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm afraid of absolutely everything. May not look like it. Mm. Big, baldy fellow with a beard full of tattoos. Oh, geez, he's a mad looking fucker. Yeah. But I'm a bear. I'm a teddy bear.
0: You have a heart in there. I have a uh, heart yeah, in yeah. there. I'm
1: soft as shit. I've got a lot of empathy and uh, 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 empathy and I just, I'm caring. Yeah. So um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm soft. So it started off, I'd say, what anger management I was with couple of different guys and girls with anger management and seeing a few different counselors along the way so I had to lie on the couch and okay tell me what's going on in your head that bullshit yeah which works for some people yeah, it just yeah. didn't work for me yeah and I had to go through all of these different people to find the one that worked and um, one that really worked for me um, they were called Cara um, oh, I've heard, yeah. yeah and that Friends was in Irish, it? yeah and yeah, that Cara, they were to do with um when it <laughs> came out in my head about the well, through, through another therapy, it came out about the the physical, the mental, and the sexual abuse. Um, I was put on to these people, you know, through a really, really cool guy. Mm. And uh, I went to see this, this woman, and she was, I didn't click where I start. I was just like, I don't like her. I just don't like her. And I didn't know why. And then it, and then it hit me. When I walked in, I could smell the cigarettes. Mm, and it reminded me of my mother, you know, yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, I didn't know why. And then I had to go and say it to a friend of mine, look, this is how we feel. And this guy is being through therapy. Yeah. He's like, you got to tell her, she's there to help you. So I told her, and she went, oh, I didn't know. And then the next time I seen her, potpourri, and there's no yeah, smell yeah, of stuff, yeah, yeah. and okay, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. blah. Yeah. And, that, and then we started to click then. But there's another guy on the south side, he's in Tallade, there's a guy called Constantine, I call him Con. And he is a phenomenal, phenomenal therapist. And I have his number if anybody needs great it. Just yeah, contact yeah, yeah. me. I'll give it to yourself. Yeah, Drew. yeah. And he's, uh, he's slightly oddball in his way of hitting therapy. And he's got all these qualifications. But they don't mean fuck all. It's okay. his connection yeah. with somebody. Yeah. And it's important if anybody goes to therapy, the hardest thing is admitting and then walking through the door. Mm. You yeah. have to find somebody you connect with. On not only a professional level, but a personal yeah, level. Yeah,
0: big time. You're going to come out with a lot of personal shit. You don't wanna, like now, And it's, sometimes it can be easier, and I've said this in a few of the podcasts, that it's easier to sometimes speak to a stranger because they're, they're not going to judge you or they're not going to be asking you all these questions. Mm. But it's very, very important that you can connect with this stranger over time. 100%, right?
1: brother. Absolutely 100%. Mm. If you don't have that connection, you are wasting your time. Yeah. And yeah. then you get into the, this shit doesn't work for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's... doesn't work uh, for me. Yeah, it's but not that. It's it's not that.
1: It's that. It's that connection, I and mean, you, you have to me. have that. It's yeah. Well, <laughs> here, here's a, here's another thing. Really, on that, what, what like, what does therapy do?
0: What does therapy like? What what did therapy do for you? Therapy did what did therapy do here to put me on the spot? You oh, bastard! No, I you love bastard! Doing that, um, just as a cup of coffee. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sit back and listen. Mm. Um, well, it was when I kind of came out and I said, right, I've got issues, and I. The first thing that I did was I told the fucking world. Yeah, I did a Facebook. I did a video on Facebook. Yeah. Don't ask me what clicked in my head. I was like, right, I need to tell people this. Okay. My girlfriend seen it on Facebook, she was like, why didn't you tell me first? I'm like, because mm-hmm. it's easier speaking to a camera than speaking yeah, to a person. Yeah, yeah. Spoke spoke to everyone, and then I was like, okay, right, I'm not hiding it anymore, which mm-hmm. is great, which is a fucking relief to show, like, off your shoulders, yeah, yeah. incredible. And then I was like, okay, right, that's the first thing I need to do. Now I need to go to see a doctor. I went to my GP, my GP referred me to someone. And I said this before that I went to see a female. I didn't ask for female. And we were speaking about this before. And it was like, if it was a guy, I would not click with females better. I need to say this right. But no, I, t- yeah. T- yeah. T- tell, say it the way you told me earlier yeah, on. That I, would, that I would connect yeah. with females better because I was brought up. In a female household. There you go. I was brought up by my mom and my sister. My dad wasn't around then, he is now. But so I never had a kind of a father figure. So sure. I, I was I wasn't gonna scare the men, but I wouldn't have been around them. A, yeah, yeah. A lot. So I can I find it easier to you now I can open up to more people now, but yeah. females definitely definitely more. Um and when I kind of went into now, she kind of started back from when I was a baby. And a lot of the stuff that I was dealing with and um I had a client before that it was forty years dealing with shit from mm-hmm. when he was a kid, and he still couldn't forget about it. Now he yeah. hadn't gone to therapy, yeah, and I didn't speak to him about it because I was hiding mine. I was hiding my issues, sure. And when I went to my therapist, she was like, "Okay, right, let's go back to the start," which they all do, I know. And most like some people don't have any issues that happen when they were a kid. I did with my dad not being there and blah blah blah. And she brought that back to me, kind of not thinking I was good enough because. Of, as a baby, I took all this stuff on. I blame myself for my dad going off. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't there. So that was my fault. Mm. So he mustn't love me because right. he'd be here. Yeah. So it was that. So she brought a lot of it back to that. And she was like, I can see why you try to impress people because you think you personally, mm. as a person, you are not good enough. You always have to be trying to impress and you've got to be the best at everything because yeah. you being you, you feel isn't good enough. Yeah. So that kind of stuff was like, fuck me. That really kind of hit home. And it was the first couple of sessions where I like, she's, you're probably going to be tired after this. And I was like, I was fucking mentally exhausted. Yeah. Shit yeah. that I hadn't spoke about ever. Spoke to my family about it. And it, what therapy did for me was open open me up to speak about this now. hell speak to my family about it and we spoke about stuff that we'd never spoke about as a family as a mom and uh, as a son and, and as a son and mother we spoke about stuff and that just got stuff out of my head that I was and she's like it's done now yeah talk about it deal with it accept it and it's done and I was like wow is it done? well is it ever well, done? well no yeah look yeah look you know like everything that probably happens to anybody if you if it's a big enough thing, it's always gonna be there. Well it moulds a part yeah. of your personality, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, really? Big time, you know? Yeah.
1: And and I think um I apologize we're gonna cross no it. No problem. I think it, it, it's accepting that. Hmm. That's a part of who you are. It doesn't define you as yeah, a human no, being. No. And it shouldn't. Um look, I my two older brothers, right? The three of us were in the in the same household. The three of us suffered All kinds of madness has grown up. Violence and intimidation and Mm. and all this kind of madness. I suffered some other stuff on top of that. But three of us dealt with it in completely different ways. Completely different ways. Um, And if you let that define you as a human being without wanting to be a better person, forget about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fucking lost. Recognize that shit and say, how do I not pass this on to my kids? How do I not pass this on to my relationship that I have with that massively important human being that supports me and everything? Right? Yeah. How do I stop that? You recognize it, and you go, all right, let's make a change. And with them people supporting you, with your girlfriend supporting yeah, yeah. you, right? you turn around and you go, okay, I'm going to fuck up. But I love you, you love me. Let's let let's do this together. Mm. And right and fair enough. If people don't have a significant other, they have other people that care about them. Mm. And they say, "Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck up. I have monumentally fucked up, <laughs> monumentally. Like I was yeah. at one of my best friend's weddings. Told I, know, I told story. you the yeah, story, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And and I made a balls of that wedding. Everybody else left the wedding when the DJ didn't play the national anthem. <laughs> I'm standing there angry, can't remember nothing. You know what I mean? That's monumental yeah, fuck ups. Yeah, yeah. Like and worse than that. One. Yeah, worse than that. So I did that.
0: Yeah.
1: I put my hand up and I went, I've made a balls of that. And I'm so sorry. He'll never get that time back. But that man loved me that much that he hugged me and he went, It's okay, bro. It's yeah. okay.
0: You're a dick, but you're a no, you're a <laughs> fucking
1: dick. Like uh, when well, my friends have no problem punching me in the teeth when I fuck up, right? And and, and vice versa. Hmm. No problem. Right. But my whole point of this question to you yeah. is what is what is therapy? So therapy for me Mm. is not only a plaster over the wound Mm. because it's a deep, deep wound emotionally and psychologically. Not only is it that plaster, they give you tools to help you get through the day. They give you tools to help you realize the importance of being a good human being. Mm. They give you the tools to help you recognize the shit that went on and that does not define you. Mm. So it's so important for you and anybody else out there Mm. to find the right person and connect with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that makes sense to you. Mm. But that's what therapy is for me. Yeah. Like I was only, I had a video call with my shrink on Tuesday. Mm. And the shit came out because it was a video call. It wasn't face to face that I didn't think was going to come out. I was mentally and physically exhausted after. I was emotional. I had tears in my eyes. Mm. I had all of that shit. But what came out of me was all of that suffering I had over the last couple of months. Yeah, fighting with myself on my head, and uh, this guy called Finton, who was my shrinking, he's only had to step in, was, was straight away boom, clicked with him straight yeah, away. Yeah, Such a caring, lovely, lovely, lovely man, lovely human being. And I was like, okay, so this has allowed me to be here today. Mm. this has allowed me to have my friend up to my cabin Mm. where I live and put locks on the door for Mm. me to go, oh yeah, this is cool. So I have that interaction again. It allowed me to go training yesterday.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know?
1: So that helps me. So it's a matter of what does it do for you as an individual? Yeah. It's not going to fix it. No, it's... Not going to fix it. It's not a magic button.
0: It's like, obviously, you're a physical therapist and I'm a personal trainer. uh, We've kind of... Said this before, but it's like someone going to you every week or someone coming to me every week mm. and then doing jack shit between yeah. our sessions, your yeah. physical therapy, okay, I'm training. But if they're not dealing with shit, they're not doing the stuff that might keep them in a better mindset and, fr- and frame of mind, that one-hour therapy session ain't going to do jack. 100%. It might Now, if, for, for me it allowed shit to come out of my head that I'd been in there for so long. Mm. And that made me a lot less stressed isn't probably the word, but maybe anxious. Yeah, And I was able to speak about stuff because the more stuff stays in people's head, the more it festers and it becomes a big problem, yeah. a big problem. Yeah. And that guy that I knew who had major issues, major issues. And I. it took a long time for him to come out with it. And he's like, yeah, but, but like I can't believe it it's still affecting my life, but it happened like 30, nearly 40 years ago. Oh yeah. And I'm like, have you ever actually dealt with it? He said no. No. He dealt with it in his own way by food as a comfort and so on and so forth. And wrapping it in a little box and sticking it down in your tummy. What's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. Fucking everything. Yeah. Everything. So it's like, so, you know, if you've been out, or if you've been out there, if if you are out there and you have tried one counsellor, one therapist, whatever you want to call it, Uh, As Dieter said, he calls his his shrink. You can call it whatever that you like, but if you've tried someone and it doesn't work, it might not be for you, but don't just go, oh, well, I tried therapy and it didn't work. That's like going to a a bad physical therapist or a bad PT and saying, oh, yeah, I've gone to them or it didn't work or I can't do that, I can't do this and so on and so forth. So... um. So at the moment, like, is there a couple of things that you do to make sure that you're staying relatively okay?
1: Yeah, there's a couple of little tricks in the book that I yeah. have. I mean, every morning my mantra is, try be a better person than you were yesterday. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of the times I fail miserably. <laughs> I fail miserably, <laughs> yeah. but I, I try. Okay. I try, and, and, um, and if I don't realize I'm being an arsehole at that time and it's pointed out to me, I'll have to digest it and go, oh, my God, I was an arsehole. I'm sorry. Yeah, Learn from it. Learn. Have that open mind to learn and, and again, try and be a better person. Um, A little bit of interaction and a little bit of grounding. And, I mean, grounding is I go to the Hill of Tara. That's my place. Okay. Right? And and I I put my feet in the soil. No shoes or socks on. I have a coffee. And I'm an old school pagan, as I said. I have a message to... All my ancestors and Mm. anybody that I think is listening out there and my own little ceremonies, that keeps me going. And to know, yeah, people love me. Yeah. People love me. Look, my friends, it was my birthday um, the other day. So my old, old motherfucker now. Yeah, 49 now.
0: Oh next year's the big five oh I'm I'm forty next year and you're fifty. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to have a session. (laughs) session. So um, so,
1: so my my mates got together and and we've been doing this the last couple of years, especially on my birthday, because they know they know my struggle, you know, and and, and I love them dearly. And it's like, we're going up the mountains. We're going up the mountains, we've got this route picked out. Class. We're visiting a tomb. And then there's a big stone circle. We're going to that stone circle that I've never been to before. And I'm like, wow. You have a little drop of whiskey. And then they're like, now we're going to have food. That, man, that's golden. That's golden. So yeah, yeah, them little things kind of, and I get on my motorbike too. I'm sure 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 that's a big one. Yeah, but just
0: when you were saying there, like you've got your little thing and um, I've spoken about it before that. You need to have something. My thing is kind of, it's, Training is something, but training's a fucking stress, and training is hard, but what I found the last while is that getting into the sea is my little, like, 10 minutes, 15 oh minutes Oh my God, up. who told you to do that? You did years there ago, you, you did go. years ago, I didn't listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, just getting in there and obviously getting the cold and not thinking about it for a couple of minutes, but it's just that place you're like... Yeah, this is nice, and like it the just re reenergizes. No matter how energy tired I've been, I've been slacking the last. Plus, there's a fucking and the third no swim now to sit down and mm. pull now. Yeah, because there's too much shit in the sea. Yeah, and we're not talking about people, right? No, we're talking about the actual. Well, people's feces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So I'll have me down in a week or so. And energy wise, I I can feel it, but my body wise can feel it. Like yeah, my yeah. body got so used to it didn't really feel major, anything, aches, pain, stiffness, yeah. having me down about two weeks, and I'm like, I, I, amazing how much, and it's only, and I say this clients all the time, it's, it could be to do with their breathing exercise, it could be to do with a fucking vitamin B that they're taking. Yeah. You might not know there's massive results while you're taking or doing mm-hmm. it, you fucking stop, and then you're like, oh, then you go, oh, okay, I don't feel that good. does work. Yeah. That vitamin B does work. I yeah. do have less energy now, or I do yeah. sleep better, or, Whatever it may be, yeah. 100%.
1: But you see with the ocean, hmm. it's it's nature's cryotherapy, isn't it? Yes.
0: Yeah, you know? well, it's So, uh, yeah, right.
1: it's nature's cryotherapy. Get in the cold ocean, especially the Irish Sea. Yeah. <laughs> Freeze the that huge jar off yeah. yourself. <laughs> so get in there and you're in there for 10 minutes. Yeah, that's... And salt water, the waves, energy, yeah. good people. Yeah. It's, and it's cold. Yeah. And the cold's good for you. Yeah, Your immune yeah, system yeah. benefits from huh? that, you know? Amazing. And I, I, as I said, like I work with a load of professional fighters and, and, and I said to them a long time ago, Recovery, at least once a week, get into the ocean. Yeah. And they all do it. Mm-hmm. Even guys who don't fight anymore or have never fought, they just train, they're in the ocean. Yeah. Ten minutes dip, it's great. It's
0: amazing. It's amazing. Right. So, the last podcast, we had kind of put a bit of a plan in place. We were, okay, let's talk about X, Y, and Z. And there's, is Dunder comes after Z, no? Z, Z. those yeah. uh, There was, <laughs> uh, if, people, if people know that I, um, that obviously he's a physical therapist, but he said to me he one day I was on his fucking physical therapy bed, not his bed. Wow, <laughs> you're a good-looking man. Yeah, thank not? you. <laughs> and uh, I said, hey, can you? I said, and I was going to him every week, and I said, look, can we book him? He's like, oh, I'm away next week, and I was like, oh, alright, are you going on holidays? And he's like, no, not really. And you said you're going to Iraq. I was going to. He's going to Iraq, and I was like the fuck are you going to Iraq for? And then you told me, so yeah. what the fuck were you going to Iraq for? <laughs> yeah, interesting story. Yeah,
1: um, get, like, there's some stuff get I can, the pop I can going say, Yeah, <laughs> Some stuff I can talk about, and there's God, other stuff course, I can't 100%. talk about. So, um, basically, uh, one of my best friends in, in the whole world, I love this man dearly, trust him with my life, with, with everything. So, we got this, well, he got this opportunity Um to go overseas to Iraq, um, to kind of help some refugee children, you know, um, in Northern Iraq that had been displaced by ISIS. And, uh, he needed to. Isis, like, yeah. ISIS gives me shit. Uh, I fucking I, shivers Isis. down my fucking yeah. spine. word, man. Yeah, yeah, ISIS. So um, well. he, he, uh, he wanted me to go with security detail and all of that. And I, I kind of jumped at the chance. And this is what he said to me before you even mentioned Iraq. <laughs> oh, we've got an overseas trip. And I've been on plenty with him, you know, okay. security detail. You know, we're going yeah. overseas. Uh, I'm like, yeah, let's go. And he's like, hold on, brother. I haven't <laughs> told you where we're going yet. I'm like, okay, where is it? And he went, uh, it's possibly Iraq. I'm like, I'm packing my shit right now. <laughs> I want to go to Iraq. And I, I want to experience this shit. Because my whole thing is, right, I'm getting close to next year in 50. Yeah. Adventure.
0: Fucking right,
1: Take it. <laughs> Take it. Right, Some I'm people my, do skydives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, go, I go to Iraq. I go to war zones. Um, I mean, I, I've taken opportunities my whole life, I, whether I've been in movies and documentaries and bands, and I've been to loads of weird places. I, I've been in the Pentagon. I've been in the White House. I've been in Capitol Hill. But we'll get back to Iraq. Hmm. So we um, we flew from Dublin to Istanbul and Istanbul... So you just
0: then, packed your bags and said, let's go with the funeral. Let, let's go. Let's go.
1: <laughs> Come here, look. If I get to do good somewhere...
0: Yeah, okay. And
1: there's children involved. Yeah, when I can, was yeah. a kid, this is how I felt. Nobody <clears> was there to help me as a kid.
0: Yeah.
1: And I don't care what colour you are, what religion you are, what you identify as, okay? Um. If you're a good human being, that's good enough for me. Yeah. That, and that's all that is. And children, no matter where in the world, they are innocent. So... Somebody stealing the innocence of children, I take massive offense. Yeah. That. Now, you know me. I'm not an aggressive person. No. For um, I used to be angry as a kid. I'm not an aggressive person. I like to be respectful. And I like to have integrity. Um So anyway, we, we, we go to Iraq. So we hit Erbil which is in northern Iraq, uh, we fly in. The the planes usually land in a loop. They don't land straight down, so they don't get shot out of the out sky. A loop as in what? As in they, they land in a circle. Okay. Yeah, so they don't just come straight in, land on a runway. So it, to arrive in, they they, they yeah they fly around in big circles and eventually get lower and lower, and then you, then you hit the... The thing. Anyway, we tied in with, with uh, these two guys. One was our driver who had suffered horrifically at the hands of ISIS. His father was kidnapped and they, uh, they executed him in front of him when he paid the, r- the ransom. He was caught in um, an attack at his college and there was bombs and guns and all this kind of stuff. And then there was this other guy who was also just super cool. and um, No English. But we didn't have to exchange words to communicate. Mm. We we knew what we were talking about, and he was involved in the military, um, and he was really really cool guy. These guys were Christians, they're Catholics, right? Okay. So the city of Erbil in northern Iraq is predominantly Catholics. And I never knew this, so of course I'm like happy already. I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning stuff. Yeah. I'm a Catholic pagan. No, I'm, I'm I'm full pagan. It was just it was weird for me yeah, because yeah. I'm like Catholic. There's there's Rome, there's France, there's Ireland, there's Brazil, blah 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 blah. So I didn't know this. Already I'm learning culture. We got to move with these guys. Uh, we planned out our trip. Well, I'm being super security guy. Me and my friend have already gone through what I need him to do, but he's my boss. I and mean, mm. he says we have to go somewhere. We go somewhere mm. and make sure that we're safe getting there and getting out. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Um, we're, we're straight into a war
0: zone. Um, so security for for somebody or just for... For yeah, yeah. somebody. Yeah, okay.
1: And then our job, well, his job, and my job was to get him in and out safe. Okay. But his job was to get financial aid to a refugee camp full of kids. Okay. Okay. So nice. that, was, that was the force. That was the force <clears throat> mission. And um, he accomplished that mission really, really, really easily, really well. Not saying that it was easy, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so you're talking about kids living in empty buildings uh, in 55 degree heat. Fuck. No running water. No air conditioning. 55. No shoes on their feet. They've lost their parents. They blah, blah, blah. And at the time, of course, I torn up in a white beard. <laughs> right? Empty. big, long white beard. Yeah. And the Catholic kids, like there's a Christmas tree. I'm Jesus. like, this is kind of surreal. Right? Yeah. Well. And they're following me around. So, of course, uh, my mate, again, who's just the <laughs> coolest human being going, highly mm-hmm. intellectual guy, he had already told me, look, well, let's get loads of bags of jellies and Smarties and shit. So, I was like Santi going around handing out these sweets to these God. kids, and this, they were elated. They were elated. God. This was wonderful. And then we went into the kind of the leader of uh, uh, of the the place that we were in, and these guys had nothing. I mean, nothing. The beds were pallets with a blanket on it. We were invited in to refugee camps, and it's it's there's no describing how it is, but whatever they had, they gave us tea. Do you want tea? Mm. Do you want food? had nothing and they were willing to give us everything and i'm just like this is what's lost where yeah, we come from yeah. now People we so used to, to be like you know, that yeah now. so um again uh we, we completed that mission really really well and, and and everything went really well and and we were delighted safe in and out and whatnot but we got we eventually got tied in with um a christian militia who were fighting isis and um, they had been this place, they were there, their small city called Karakush, right back there. Um, and we were involved in basically getting them back in. So again, there's, there's a lot of stuff I can't really talk about, but y- I'll, I'll let you use your yeah. imagination. So yeah, yeah, uh, we eventually got everybody back into their town. They had a big, uh, a big march through the town and they had this festival, they sacrificed the gopher, for us like old school biblical shit, you know? And we were pride of place and, um, I even got offered by the general, I want you to, you know, work for me, be my subject a, of a photograph on my Instagram and whatnot of me doing bodyguard for this general. Mm, so, yeah, so uh, we got to do all of that. We were there for um, the assault on Mosul. So when ISIS were being kicked out of Mosul, we were there for the assault on Mosul, um, which was pretty, pretty strange. There's a, there's a There's another story of us mm. practically getting arrested at a checkpoint. Um, Can you talk about, the, about that? I will oh, well, give you a little oh, bit of a brief. A of a, um, I've heard I'll of give you, yeah, yeah. It gets better I, each time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I won't go into too much. I'll no, just give you a little oh, brief, of right? Course, yeah. um, so we were stopped at this <laughs> checkpoint. We were going in to meet the general that we would already so worked like, with. This,
0: previously. this reminds me. This story reminds me of Homeland. Yeah. Have you watched Homeland? Yeah, I have seen it. Yeah, and, uh, and it ha- it's ha- happened in a, f- a few occasions yeah, yeah. where the Americans are stopped and they're nearly... Yeah, it's yeah. a
1: kind of surreal situation. Yeah. And there was only... I think there was only two arse-clenching <laughs> moments I've had is there any poo? in Iraq. No. No poo? I don't think there was any poo left in there. <laughs> but um, there was two arse-clenching moments. This is this was one of them. Um, so we'd, we'd got our papers to go and meet this general... Um, and we were stopped at this massive checkpoint. So there's checkpoints along the way because mm-hmm. we're in the middle of a war. Right? Yeah. So we were pulled. We were stopped at this checkpoint. And uh, papers, please. Papers were taken off us. Know, papers subscribe. is passport. Passports is okay. and, and whatnot. Yeah. So basically, the heel of the whole was they weren't letting us through. They weren't letting us through because of A, B, C, and D. Right. Yeah. Again, I can't discuss of course. that online. Um, and we kind of had to get out there really quickly. So you can imagine whatever you need to imagine for yeah. that story because that's what it is. We had to get out there really quickly and we got the force <laughs> flight out of there as we zoomed out of that <laughs> checkpoint on the other side and we ended up in Beirut. <laughs> Jesus, that
0: another war zone, right? Well, Beirut wow.
1: is a beautiful city. Really? Yeah, oh man. Okay. They used to call it the, the Paris of the, the Middle East or whatnot. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. People are, are wonderful. People are beautiful. But yeah, we got out of... Northern Iraq and safer ended up in safe, Lebanon. Safer than where you were. Sa- uh, so much safer. Yeah. You know, but I mean, you're always clued in, you know. Yeah, you're yeah, always clued yeah. in. you got, you got to keep your, your eyes sharp and your wits about you, you know. Stay low and keep moving as they say. Fucking you right. know. The other arse clenching moment was um, <laughs> uh, we commandeered uh, an enemy flag, let's just say. So we have a nice... Commandeer is a big word. It's a big word. It so let's just word. stay with that Does that word. mean rob? I would uh, No, I would say taken. We took... We talk. We, we talk. talk okay. Commandeer. Let's let use Let me sound <laughs> in intellectual, right? We commandeer. <laughs> but you're not talking to
0: an intellectual person. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> so we commandeer the flag,
1: um, and it was a ISIS flag. So when we're getting, when we're leaving the country and we're getting out, I'm like, we gotta smuggle this flag out, right? Because if I'm caught with this flag, I'm going to jail in Baghdad.
0: Really? Yeah. So th- it's a big
1: big deal. It's a big fucking deal. A, well, like I mean, on the fo- on the other story at the checkpoint. Yeah. Uh, if things didn't go well, if we didn't get out of there, we were going to jail in Baghdad. I'm not getting out of jail in Baghdad. Then you're looking at something
0: off banged up abroad.
1: Yeah, well, worse. For, I mean, well, yeah, 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 yeah worse, <sighs> worse. You know. So, um, so anyway, we're going through Erbil Airport. Northern Iraq is a pretty cool airport, but it's, I mean, you, you're you're stopped two miles out before you get to the next checkpoint. Okay. Then the next checkpoint is a, is, a, is a mile before you hit the airport, and then blah, 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 there's all these checkpoints. So we're going through the force scanner, and I've got the flag buried, in. I oh, only carry a small bag, just in case I need to leave it, I, I, I leave yeah. it. I've got my money and on my on my passport and whatnot on me on my phone, um, but it's wrapped up and it's hidden in the back of my little military backpack. And it uh, goes through the force scanner. I'm like, okay, cool, we're sweet. So uh, again, I'm with, with my friend, my boss. We get to the next scanner. Cool, we get in there, sweet. We get to the next one, which is the one before you get on the plane. Um and he goes through and then my bag is going through. And he's standing at the steps and I'm sweating. Right. And uh, the security guy behind goes, His bag, his bag. Check his bag, check his bag.
0: I'm Just like, reminds me of up a Abroad. Yeah, I'm program, like,
1: man. oh fuck, my arse start winking. <laughs> you know. Sweat. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, Oh, this is not gonna go well. And my whole thing is I'd get caught. That's cool. I'll get caught. He needs to get out of here. Yeah. So I'm just like, go. Go. Fuck. Just as your man's putting his hand on my bag, this security guy goes, no, 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 this bag. <sighs> so I was just like, <gasps> <sighs> I had my poker face on. I grabbed my bag. My mate's looking at me going, holy shit, fuck. we got the fuck out of there. God. Anyway, I have the flag. And the next time we do another one of these, I'll bring the flag in. We We take a picture of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: it just—if you were caught with that flag, you're like—it wasn't Uh, even like you were going to prison. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We're going, we're going to jail. We're going to jail. You can't have shit like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like
1: northern Iraq is part of Kurdistan, so the Kurds rule northern Iraq, even though northern Iraq
0: is part of Iraq. Okay. It's a, it's,
1: it's, it's a, it's a kind of a weird. Like
0: Ireland, Northern Ireland. Uh, no. see, yeah. kind of, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, kind,
1: kind of, yeah. in, in a way, right? So the Baghdad government runs Kurdistan right. in the northern Iraq, but Kurdistan are like we're Kurdistan and we're flying the flags, right? Okay. So the Kurds and ISIS are mortal enemies, right? So there's Kurdish regiments of women that will hunt ISIS, and when ISIS see these women, they shit themselves, right? Because if they get killed by a woman, they're not going to. The afterlife with our fifty million virgins. <laughs> Why would you want to go somewhere with a load of virgins? <laughs> you, know been, you know what I mean. Why? Get back on anyway. <laughs> Get back to Baghdad. <laughs> they don't think this through. Um, but you know, yeah. look, it, 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 it was interesting times. Interesting times. Uh, the last, the last trip we had to Iraq, we that was just before Christmas. Mm. Um, we got to toy in with um, again the MPU the Christian militia who were a special reaction reactionary force and we got to do a bit more stuff with them toy in with them Amazing. go out on some patrols and, and, and blah 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 and these are all guys that we worked with in the past as we were getting people back to their cities and, and,
0: and uh, yeah so, so the yeah. man goes from the physical therapy bed to the middle of a war zone.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, look, there's other opportunities. Yeah. There's other stories. Again, what
0: the, what I have down on my notes, the White House. What's the buzz with yeah, that?
1: Yeah, I, w- I went from... You're like, was trying to kill Trump? <laughs> no, I'm a professional. <laughs> um, yeah, so look, it was a weird scenario for me and I sat down and I thought about it, and I went, okay, oh, I was born in Ballymore and I went from Ballymore and I ended up in the White <laughs> House. Like, how the fuck did that happen? But again, it's all got to do with that, that type of work and it's okay, all got thing, to do yeah. with... with, with that guy, and I, I can't yeah. mention oh, yeah, his name, yeah. and I love him dearly. So I got to go to the White House, and I got to be involved. What was it
0: like? Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool. It was like, pretty cool. Full I got, access? Obviously not full access,
1: but like. Yeah, no, I I, I got to be involved in uh, in meetings. The Iraqi delegations was over. Which they were looking for support um, for their own area in the Nineveh Plains, which is. Uh, pre-biblical times, the, the Assyrian people, and basically they were looking for arms and stuff like that because they, did, they had nothing to fight ISIS with. So I was involved in, in, in that kind of stuff, um, in, uh, completely in the background. My guy yeah, was, yeah. my mate was doing all the negotiations, and so yeah. so were the Iraqi team. Um, but there's other stories, again. You know these stories. I can't yep. say them online. Yep. On but, um, yeah, I was kind of involved in that, which is, is a little bit of That's, history... For that, and for them, people in a good way, okay. It turned out that they got a bit of support, they got to build barracks, they got to get some weapons, they got to get uniforms, and, and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. they got it, they got a bit of um, a backup from Baghdad, which is which is great. So, yeah, I was involved in that, and I got to go to the Pentagon, I was involved in, in, in stuff there, and then Capitol Hill, mostly on security detail, making sure yeah. everything was okay. But, um,
0: yeah, really, really interesting stuff, yeah. It fucking is interesting. Stuff. <laughs> I think if I sp- if I go on and speak about anything else, it's gonna be like, nah.
1: <laughs> well, if anybody wants to meet me for a glass of whiskey or a pint of Guinness, we can we can yeah. talk
0: on, on, it on I think there's a lot of people who would like to get you get <laughs> you drunk, <laughs> get you drunk and get some stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, on that note, that is just an absolute amazing finisher of a podcast. The, s- the start of it was amazing. The f- the other mental health stuff and that was a big thing that I missed on the last podcast. Yeah. That's them stories because again it just adds to your story and yeah. your amazing mad life you've had. But you. again, as you said, the stories and you know, I I only said on the podcast last week that um, you know, I wouldn't be as I've had some major fuck ups in my life, but the learning curves. The yeah. huge learning curves. And I spoke to only a guy the other day and he's and he's still in that kind of whole frame oh, I like, fucked up then and I'm, and he's letting it eat him away I'm like mm. yeah but will you ever do it again probably not well then there you go that's a fucking well, yeah so, look it's,
1: it's 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 going to happen look uh people uh, fucking make mistakes I, I fucked up on my wife I fucked up my girlfriend yeah. and I fucked up on on yeah. friends of mine I fu- you know and I'm going to do it again <laughs> not intentionally no yeah because yeah. I try to be a good person yeah yeah but when I have that person who just loves me for me because they see what's in here.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm the richest man in the world and I'm just going to constantly learn from that. Yeah. And, and and that's that's where I am. But everybody else out there, you've got somebody that loves you. You've got somebody that cares about you. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of abuse. Abuse is abuse. You cannot help how you feel and how you feel is how you feel. Mm. Okay? And it's okay to stand up and go, you know what? I need somebody to have a coffee with, have a cup of, to have a beer with. Mm. Just give me a hug. Just sit down and listen to me. Or... Nothing. Just sit in a room and nothing. It doesn't matter. There's somebody out there for you. I'm, I'm fucking out there. I'm out there. Hit me up, you know. Um, and again, I've got numbers for counsellors and all these kind of people. But just remember, please remember, if you don't click with the force counsellor, there's somebody else out there for you. I spent 20 odd years trying to get the right one mm. for me. And, I've, and I found them. So, and these people, including the people that love me and I love them, they have me alive. They have me alive. That's the reason why I'm able to walk this planet and go on these adventures. Because a lot of the time, I want to get off this rock. I want to I w- I get off. Whether I want to fucking chop my own head off, stick a rope around my neck, or put a gun in my mouth, I want to get off here. Or get shot by Yeah, I'll get shot by It's a good way to well, be a good I mean, way, way to there, go. There, there's, there's, <laughs> there's, uh, my friend has there's video of go. me going across. Um, in, in Baghdad, they had the biggest cathedral in Northern Iraq. I'll just give you a quick little yeah. one. I know I'm taking up no time. No problem. Huh? But um, <laughs> yeah. he has a video of me um, just walking across, um, you know, the, the the top of the cathedral that we were taking back, right? And this was on CNN about the bell. They had this big bell. And oh, the thing was, this, yeah, we yeah. need to get this bell back up in the tower on the cathedral <laughs> and ring it. Because oh, that that's, that's a <laughs> fuck you ISIS, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there was a few of us there. That actually got that done. But my mate has the video and he's just like, get down the fucking shooting. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Ah. Mm. Well, you know, and here's <laughs> the here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sometimes I go to these places to test myself. Mm. Again, it's true, I don't want to be here. Yeah. If I'm not here because somebody else wants to take that opportunity, right. I don't have to do it myself. It's a mm. I know it's a weird thing to say. Mm. I'm a little bit emotional saying it. Yeah. But not only is the adventure like the little part in me is going, Yeah. But unfortunately all these fuckers are like the stormtroopers that were Star Wars. <laughs> Nobody can fucking shoot straight. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. all pieces of shit. <laughs> and, and they're they're subhuman, you
0: know. Subhuman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Dahoo Quinn for the second time. Thank you. That was unreal. Thank you, sir. You're very well. So, episode fourteen, and what an episode that was! Um, as I said, Dahi is an amazing guy um, with some mental backstory, literally a mental backstory, but a crazy, a crazy story. And uh, I was delighted to have him on again. Uh, as I said, he was on nine weeks ago. But what an what an episode! What an episode! Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And um, as he said. He has given me some contacts in for counselors and therapists and stuff. So if you are looking for someone to speak to, get in contact with myself or Dahi, and we will help you out. If you want to get in contact with Dahi, uh, he is at Life Spiral Physical Therapy on Instagram, uh, or you can reach out to me at Drew Hennessy PT on Instagram, Drew Hennessy on Facebook. Or lifestyle, health, and fitness on both platforms. Or you can check out my website at truehennessy.com. Guys, again, thank you for listening. Your support on the podcast is greatly, greatly appreciated. One thing I'd like I'd ask you to do is subscribe and give us an L5-star review. Guys, chat to you later.